Welcome to another episode of Anchor Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. I know everyone is taking this time day to day, and some of those days can be more challenging and some can be easier. I think this week's guest really demonstrated how to make the most of this time in social distancing while also being true to themselves. Uh, This week, I'm joined by New Jersey's own Above the Moon. This incredible band has this perfectly balanced, playful energy with a cutting, thoughtful performance. Their new release, Stay Wake, is as motivating as it is validating, covering subjects like personal and political awakenings, as well as confronting sometimes some unsavory people. Above the Moon joins this week to share their songwriting style, their close relationships, how they're passing the time during social distancing, how they made their really fun music video for Garden in Your Mouth uh, during the middle of a pandemic, which is fantastic. You'll hear them talk about it. It's really cool how they were able to kind of all connect while still being apart. And um, also looking back on their time collaborating in the studio and so, so much more. So... With that, let's hear more of Above the Moon and then get into the interview.
Well, welcome everybody in Above the Moon to Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are you all doing? Good. Real we good. are doing awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you all. It's nice yeah. to see some faces. I feel like everything going on with social distancing, it's just like, I, I get really hyped now to record podcast episodes and like, oh, there's other humans out there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first time we've seen each other since March 15th. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, we tested our connection before just to make sure like we were all like straight with the Zoom thing and it was the first time like I'd seen like humans besides my quarantine folks in like yeah. a long time. It's so wild, right? <laughs> yeah. Not oh. so. Yeah, well, at least we get to connect now and um, for everybody listening, if you all don't mind just kind of going around and introducing yourselves and uh, what you play in Above the Moon. Sure. Uh, I'm Kate Griffin. I'm a lead vocal and I play rhythm guitar. Sure, I'm Sean. Uh, I play lead guitar. Uh, I'm Chris and I'm on the bass. And this is John here and I play the drums. Awesome. Yeah. I love to hear it. Um, so let's just get into it. If y'all don't mind asking, I always like to, I like to chat with every guest about this. Um, when did you each kind of first begin to play music and maybe like, who are you listening to that kind of helped motivate you? Um, I started playing music, started playing guitar um, in 2000. I got my first guitar for uh, my middle school graduation. Um, but I remember in sixth grade, the first CD I bought was Pocket Full of Kryptonite by the Spin Doctors. Hell yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> them and Presidents of the United States of America. I was kind of Ugh. a sixth grader. So I was into all that. It was like heavy and loud and I loved it. So that was it for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Those are actually bands that I grew up really liking too. <laughs> uh, I, I, think I, got, I think I got a bunch of those CDs off like a BMG deal once. Like those like BMG Columbia House. Uh, like, oh, yeah. like, the, like the 10 penny, CDs. Penny a yeah. CD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 CDs for a penny. <laughs> John, you want to go? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I started uh, probably around the same age. Um, so about 11, 12. And just kind of, you know, I was 90s kid. So I was uh, I was listening to Nirvana, Pearl Jam, that kind of stuff. That whole grunge era was kind of hitting me hard at that, at that point. So, um, yeah, so that's where, that's where I started with. Yeah, and I started playing around the same time, I would say, about 13 or so. And kind of the same thing. I was into the grunge scene, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, all that fun stuff. Um, for me, uh, with the drums, I, I like, uh, as a kid, like I like to like beat on stuff and I, I, uh, like with like the wooden spoons and all that, like on like, uh, like the couch cushions and things like that. So I feel like I was, I was always kind of destined for it. And I got, I got like a, like, um, my first real drum set when I was in high school, I think when I was a freshman, so I was 13. Um, I was super into at that time, like into like new wave stuff. Like I was really into the, the band, the cars. Like I couldn't get enough of them at the, at one that one point in my life. Super into them and like Talking Heads and stuff. And then from there, I got more into like hair metal stuff. So like Motley Crue has turned into like my favorite band ever. Um, as a drummer, like I love like Tommy Lee and like the all like the craziness and like of the band and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of like went more like the rock way. But 
new wave is kind of like what got me into like music and like drumming in the first place i'd say uh when i was like early in high school and then i like morphed into like rock and punk and all that good stuff that's so awesome i love yeah. everybody's influences it sounds like y'all were really badass kids <laughs> <laughs> like to think so sure <laughs> so how did um everybody in above the moon meet and have the band form uh well chris chris is gonna give our our uh standard answer oh to, yeah, I, yeah. I, I i almost <laughs> forgot about that um yeah no it's because we're all uh we were all astrology majors in college <laughs> um, all got together and that's how the band name came <laughs> that's what we're going with right that's yeah yeah, yeah. That's tell people when we're like we don't know uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it actually it's kind of weird it started off where uh sean and i met each other through craigslist mm -hmm. of all places and at the time we didn't realize we only lived a mile away from each other so it was really kind of weird um and then sean knew john i don't know if sean you want to go into that how you guys knew each other yeah john and i worked at a public relations agency <laughs> first day yeah. of college uh for both of us and um i knew him and he tried to pull him into a couple of cover bands i was in and he, he wouldn't budge he wanted to always do the original thing so when this happened <laughs> um he was the first call i made and it worked out beautifully yeah <laughs> that's how i got in the band yeah it's crazy yeah, and then Kate and I have known each other since we were, what, uh, 15, 16 years old. And um, uh, we had a band in, I think, 2003. <laughs> it was a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, that's how we know each other. What was your band name, out of curiosity? I, I forget. I was uh, Ado Famous. Yeah. Ado Famous? Ado Famous. <laughs> we, we got it from an online band name generator. Uh. At the time, that was like a real big deal. So that's, yeah. that's very 2003. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Um, how, how did you land on the name Above the Moon? I'm assuming it's related to the astrology majors, right? Completely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What's funny about that is when we were recording our first EP, um, we didn't have a name yet. And the guy was like, what do I call this? What do you call yourselves? Um, and we had started, we're not even totally sure, but we know that we had started writing the song Moon, which was on our second EP um, around that time. And so we were just kind of throwing around phrases that had to do with the word moon. And somehow, I, I no one can remember who said it or why no they idea. said it, but above the moon was what it was. And, and that's it. But yeah. for our, our more polished answer, it's the astrology major thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Um, and that's so cool you are able to kind of just like riff off of the song to name yourselves and stuff. Um, how long were you kind of like practicing and playing together before you were ready to start like recording and writing and stuff? Sean, you would know you're better with the, date <laughs> of the timeline. Sure. Uh we started, I mean, I think we, we finally got together by the end of uh, August in 2015. Uh, we kind of polished everything up. We already had a bunch of songs, so we didn't play a show yet, and we just went right into the studio in December of that year and recorded the first EP and played our first show in January the following year. So um, we had a good batch of songs, and as Kate said, while we were recording that, we were already working on a whole other EP. So it's kind of how we've been working each time we have an EP once we release it we probably have another batch of four or five songs ready to go which is kind of the case now too <laughs> so yeah. yeah 
so funny. There you go. <laughs> We've been doing it for a while right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like to have the intention of recording in music, it seems like practically from the get go. And then being able to share that, what was it like for you with kind of like your first shows, being able to share this music that you'd been working on together? Uh, that, the first show we played was a, uh, it was in a basement in philly and it was like a bernie sanders uh benefit show um, nice. it was our first show it was a house show in philly like real grimy house grimy basement um total diy operation it was sick um that was a blast <laughs> 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 that was so cool but um i don't know it was it was an awesome thrill for us like um for me with like like sean said like i've known him for over 10 years um we and we'd always talked about like playing like shows together and stuff like that and it just never came to fruition so like um to finally actually do that with like him was was super cool um and i think from like a chemistry standpoint like uh we all kind of meshed really well like kate was like super easy to like gel with like once we started playing live and and getting in a room together um felt super good and like to bring it out and to play it live and to do it in like philly first and foremost and then to like come back to like jersey and then play like in you know in the city around like new york and stuff super cool like totally awesome and then um you know once chris was came into the band it was money so uh all just seemed to click really well and we we seriously can can like not wait to do it again because we're we had such good shows lined up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know that's a devastating part of all of this is like all these awesome shows and opportunities they just got kind of cut off unfortunately especially around i'm sure with you having the cp coming out here yeah we did. Yeah. We had a we had a big show coming up. Go ahead, oh. Kate. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was uh it was gonna be Saturday, right? Yeah. This Saturday? Yeah, this yeah. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> at a place uh up here, a place by us, Crossroads, which we like to play a lot, and we had a bunch of bands lined up, friends of ours, like we got to put the show together. So it was like really cool. You know, playing playing is fun, but when you get to pick who you play with and you invite your friends out, it's just it yeah. was gonna be a really fun time. But it'll happen eventually, but for sure, for sure. It will. Yep. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I can't wait to see the awesome pictures and videos and stuff when that happens for sure. Just cause it's like, I love the energies of shows and stuff. Tell me like, uh, what do you feel like your show is like for somebody in the audience? Or like, what is it even like for you on stage? Uh-huh. That's a good question. Like, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I think our music is like a solid, like if, how, if I could describe it, like it's a really good bop in the crowd. Like, if, I don't know, there's certain songs of ours that make you want to dance. And I, we've always said it before, like there's certain songs that just kind of make you want to like stand there and just like kind of mope to yourself and like <laughs> kind of get lost with it. Um, I think it kind of like spans all over the place, um, honestly, with, with, with that kind of stuff with us, but it's a, it's a solid bop. Um, I wouldn't call us like a moshing band by any means, um, but uh I don't know. We, we, people love to dance, and like sometimes we see the occasional headbanger, like for some of our riffs <laughs> and some of Sean's sick solos. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for the most part, though, we we try to really bring the energy all the time because um, I think all of us have like really rock-driven backgrounds, I and mean, we we you know we love going to shows with energy, like getting pumped out from the artists. So I think um, you know it's just kind of in our DNA, and we try to bring that all the time. And, um, you know, through our stuff, even when we're playing like a coffee house acoustically, I think when we're done, like sometimes I'll look at Chris and, I'll, and we'll both be like sweating like our, like our ass <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> always so in the coffee shops. It's always, man, always there. <laughs> so we always try to bring it and, uh, you know, we hope the people feel it too. 
from us. So that's why we roll. I think, I think too, I think a lot of times after we play, I notice that like younger people have nice things to say, but also older people. So I think our music in a way is kind of inviting and like, it's not too one direction in either genre or, or tone, I guess. I'm always kind of surprised like, oh, you liked it too? Oh, you liked it too? So yeah, yeah. that's always really nice. Totally. That's cool. yeah. And it's always like, interesting to hear the um, uh, who new listeners think oh, yeah. that we sound <laughs> like, because we've gotten some funky ones that I don't know that we necessarily agree with. <laughs> didn't the one, the one guy said, uh, didn't he say like Avril Lavigne and the Killers or something <laughs> like that? One. Yeah. Uh, the one we get a lot yeah. is the Cranberries, which I personally don't yeah. hear. I mean, I'm flattered it's awesome i don't hear it at all uh but that's that's one but that is that's true chris i'm like they're like oh you know who you sound like i'm like please tell me it's always interesting <laughs> <laughs> what's the weirdest one you've gotten oh, oh man Ooh, that's a good one um the mm. avril lavigne one was was avril lavigne was weird it was, yeah that's a little weird. yeah that's that's fair <laughs> great she's amazing yeah yeah totally I totally i don't hear that yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't not, get it not not quite with the style and i don't even think kate's vocal style sounds even remotely like avril lavigne i mean sometimes it's just like because you're a girl you know so mm. they're like oh who else do i know is a female singer oh you're like that it's like well in one way yeah i am like her but i guess know. we have maybe a couple <laughs> things in common yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great but you know but she's good she's great so that's always nice <laughs> for sure um Kate can you tell me a little bit about how you kind of actually developed your vocal style because I really was immediately gravitating toward that when I started listening to Above the Moon thank you thank you um I don't know <laughs> I've been in bands a really long time um early on I was not singing I would play rhythm guitar I would write the songs but I didn't sing um and then I was in a band in college where um the two guys, there were brothers in the band and they had been in a band that toured and stuff. So they, to me, they had a lot of experience. And uh, one of those guys really worked with me. I, I joined them and they were like, all right, well, you'll be the singer temporarily. That, that was the plan. And then we were going to get a real singer. Uh, and then we just didn't. <laughs> so I was kind of waiting for that other person to come. And he was like, well, well you're it. So we're going to work on this. And so he actually taught me a lot about like how to breathe and how to mm -hmm. different ways to practice and you know, how to emote and stuff like that. And ever since then, I've kind of figured, you know, if I'm going to be out here and we're going to be playing in this really loud bar, I can be kind of quiet and everyone will say, oh, I think you were good, but I couldn't really hear you. Or I can just sing and do the way that I feel is right and where I think I'm hitting all the notes and just like leave it all out there and see mm -hmm. what happens. And usually when I do that, I feel much better about the performance than if I, you know, I kind of hold it in a little bit. So it's just taken a lot of practice and a lot of time to get comfortable singing at all. I love that. And I love that you have found the different techniques that work for you. That's so crucial. I feel like when you are a performer, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's really something you do have to work at. You know, you hear all these famous people and like, people that I really love and it feels like they've been singing forever and it's just this natural talent. And they will say like, no, you have to practice and you have to figure out what's comfortable and you don't want to hurt yourself and all that kind of stuff. So over time you learn a lot. It's kind of amazing. Definitely. Do you have any tips for anybody who's out there who's like trying to kind of improve vocally? Um, I don't know if I'm, I'm worthy of giving tips, but something <laughs> I do is just, 
in general, I'm relatively shy. Uh, I feel like I do my best singing and like practicing and discovery in my car. Oh <laughs> so yeah. I would say like go for a drive, be alone, like get on the highway, just go for a while and belt stuff out. And whether you hit the notes or not, no one's going to hear it. And you'll kind of <laughs> learn, like, okay, I can hit that note, but I can't hit the note above that. So let me just stay in this range for a while and work my way up to that. So I guess that would sing in your car. That would be my advice. I love that. Car ride karaoke is like one of my favorite things to do, like on a road trip in general. So like oh, knowing that yeah. that's something that like helps out is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing that drew me to to this project especially because when you're on craigslist you get a lot of you get a lot of uh crap that comes at you i had a lot of acdc cover bands and this one and that one and they just didn't sound very good i was like i don't want to spend my time doing that but when kate replied and sent me the the demo it was just like whoa this is a real person and they live like a mile away that's insane (laughs) um and it just like that that was one of the big things that drew me into this Mm -hmm. so uh, I, as someone who's been in bands since the teen, as I was a teenager as well, um, you know, to have a singer like Kate to be able to go into gigs with and know that um, she's going in prepped and taking care of her voice and everything and, and really truly cares is an incredible like weight off my shoulders as someone who's been in bands before where anytime you go in there, the, you know, you're biting your nails like about the singer and if they're taking care of their voice or smoking or whatever, um, truly something like as someone who's been in a lot of bands that I appreciate about her, like just coming in ready to rock it every time. Truly. It's, it's like super awesome to, to have um, and to like be a part of. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. You never have to worry about yeah. uh, being unprepared with Kate at the yeah. helm. Yeah. <laughs> Always it's got true. everything uh, squared away. I don't think I've ever heard Kate have an off night mm-hmm. ever at a gig. Um, yeah. She, whole package yeah yeah true yeah we're pretty i paid them very well look at this oh my god it's it's, it's true though it's so true so true oh my gosh i love it well y'all have been releasing music since like 2016 from your self-titled ep to this awesome new one uh how do you feel your music has changed and maybe even your songwriting style hmm I think in general, we've all definitely become more comfortable playing with each other. Um, I personally, I can kind of hear the evolution in the songwriting from EP to EP. And I guess, I mean, like knowing how the songs came about and what they're about, I guess maybe that's like, I've got an insider's thing there, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I think we all just kind of find out what we liked about a certain EP, what we like about a sound, and then we build on that the next time around. I feel like we're always trying to like do better than last time, but also be a little bit different than the last time. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think we've gotten, um, as we've been recording and writing, a lot of it has been just getting more influence from producers and people that we've worked with. Um, so even from the first one, where it was a lot more hands-off to the second one where things were a little bit more um we had to be really on our game i felt like like that one that producer uh was much more making sure we were on the click and making sure you know the bass was locked in and and, uh not you know and he'll fix stuff in in pro tools and we're like oh we should have done this better here or there um but i think even working with joe reinhardt from hopalong who who we did the last two eps with i think the first time around he helped us kind of look at things a little bit differently how the bass was working with the kick drum and 
and, you know, different textures and things um, just with, with overdub. So I feel like everything's just gotten uh, a little bit better sonically and we've added more, uh, more to it each time we go. So really looking forward to whatever we're going to do next. That's so awesome. I love hearing that. Um, so walk me through how you all approach writing a song. Does, uh, Kate, do you kind of bring stuff to the table first or like, how, how does it kind of all come together? Um, typically either I will have like a riff or a melody, an idea. Um, Sean and I email a lot and sometimes we'll just send each other like 30 seconds worth of something and say, Hey, is this something or like, hold on to this. And you know, whenever each of us has the time, we'll sit with it and try to develop it further. Um, but typically he and I start and then we'll either bring it to practice or we do a lot of emailing across the board. So we'll email it to everyone to kind of sit with for a little bit. And then at practice is really when we kind of pick things apart. And that's always my favorite part of songwriting. Cause if I write the majority of something, I hear it in my head one way for so long. Mm -hmm. And then we get to practice. And, and when John does his thing and Chris does his thing, it's kind of like, oh, this is like a, an actual collaboration. It's just awesome because they add things to it that I would never come up with. Um, and I think for the most part, that's kind of how it starts. Small ideas, and then we kind of bat things around for a while. Um, and then we try to, to just kind of accent everyone's, highlight everyone in the best way that we can. You know, I think we do a pretty good job of that. We try to anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think jamming on the songs, like um, <clears throat> getting like uh riffs from from kate and sean over email um and like you know as a drummer like being in my own head for a while sitting on them for a bit coming up with some stuff on my part bringing that to practice laying down like skeletons of the song and then you know sean or kate or chris will be like all right we'll try that second verse and a little bit different this way or something and super collaborative from like everyone i think just tossing out ideas for everyone to kind of nibble on for everyone else's instrument like you know so um super cool it's uh it's awesome to come to practice and just feel it come together um even from like a, a drummer standpoint like and to lock in with chris to sean's point before about you know working with especially like joe from from hop along about locking in with chris on the kick and the bass like really being mindful of that now especially in practice and like incorporating that kind of for everything um has been awesome and i think uh our songs have like improved because of that. Um, so doing that in practice as well helps everything just kind of come together um, pretty awesomely and fluidly. And it just always like kind of feels good. Rarely do I leave practice and feel unsatisfied. I should say that always feels good to kind of collaborate and write and, and create something every time we get together. It's awesome. Yeah. And everybody always seems so receptive to like you were saying, like, uh, well, why don't we try it this way? Why don't we try it that way? And we always, um, go through a couple iterations of different parts and for the most part I think we <laughs> come to the conclusion that okay part a worked a lot better than part b let's let's keep that and move on to something else I think we've yeah. gotten a lot better about that and yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I think I think that's that's true because one of the things that's kind of evolved is um, you know everyone bringing things to the table like Kate said now one song that we have that's on this EP that we've had for a while is called get yours or karma um, it's one Chris brought to the table which was great and then we probably slice that thing up and have demos of it every which way it's kind of insane um, and it finally came together this last time and, and it was I think it was the one that Joe really 
gravitated towards because it's kind of unconventional. There's there's a yeah. chorus, but it kind of is things kind of are, are a little bit all over the place. There's a couple different solos and different parts kind of happening, which is which is a lot of fun to play live, especially. Mm-hmm. So I think things are just getting more collaborative overall. Yeah. That's amazing. And I love to hear that this is something that was in your new EP too, Stay Awake. I'm really excited about this EP. It, every song was incredible. Um, <laughs> walk me through kind of like how you put this one together and maybe even how you chose which songs you wanted. Um, well, well, kind of to, to what Sean was saying, like we kind of start writing the next EP while recording an EP. And I don't even think it's intentional. I think we, like, we just keep creating stuff. So like the simple answer is these were the next five. <laughs> five more. And we were like, okay, we, we had it. We have one that was originally part of this group, but we couldn't work it out enough in time. So that'll be on the next one probably. Um, but from what I remember, yeah, I think these were just like the next five and we had been playing them at shows and we were getting good responses. So we figured let's record them and, and perfect them and get them out there. Yeah. I love it. Um, I have so many tracks that I could probably just talk about forever. But the first one that came to mind, of course, was I was asleep before. I really love this song because I feel like, and tell me if it's intentional or not, but uh, so much of it feels like just a general awakening, particularly when it comes to like attitudes and thinking, possibly political. Um, Was that something that you were kind of intending with that song? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So that song's really unique. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, She Shreds, Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah so every year they do the um one riff a day challenge and they've nice. changed it like sometimes it's december sometimes it's september they've moved it a few times but basically they're challenging women but i think everyone in general um just to pick up their instrument write a riff spend 10 minutes with it per day record yourself like so you have accountability mm-hmm. um and it's just supposed to you know create good habits um get better at your instrument better at your craft perfect something in particular um, and anyway, so this song came from a riff from that challenge nice. in uh, 2018. Um, and it was just kind of biting and hard. And I am a huge fan of Margaret Atwood. And I was watching a lot of The Handmaid's Tale at the time. It's like one of my favorite shows. Um, but it's also like the the women's movement was happening and the Time's Up and the Me Too and all that stuff. And um, I'm a visual person, so I would always look at, like, the posters at those rallies and, mm-hmm. and the different things they say and how they, like, twist phrases and stuff. And so all of those emotions and the words and all that kind of came together in that really quick, like, biting kind of energetic way. Definitely. And I feel like I could feel a lot of those um, emotions that are attached to, like, the women's movement and towards, like realization that like you know this shit impacts me and stuff that was something that was really powerful about the song like sonically and lyrically and stuff like what what stood out to me was don't know what you're waiting for i'm not waiting anymore it's just so great thank you thank you well then it worked because that's how it's supposed to make (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure i don't know between that one and uh i loved garden in your mouth i like that actually that was the first song i listened to um, out of anything because I wanted to check out that video and it looks like y'all had a lot of fun considering it was put together during a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about that. Uh, well, Sean and I were kind of batting around the idea of like, you know, we've got all this downtime, the, the EP is coming, like what, what can we do? What we had, 
another video that we filmed and was in the works and we intentionally we originally intended for that one to be released first but it wasn't ready yet um and so we were just kind of thinking about we wanted to do a lyric video at first with like holding up text and stuff and it just became something that i think was easier to put together if we all just kind of thought about how are we spending our time now mm -hmm. that we can't see each other you know like if we can't be playing and we can't be practicing what else are we doing mm -hmm. uh, and i feel like for a while i was kind of i i put it together in um a, uh what is it called premiere pro mm -hmm. and uh as we were getting close to the wire i was like so close to finishing and i had three seconds here and five seconds here to fill in and i just i felt kind of naggy with the guys i was like send me more videos send me more videos <laughs> and so they just kept sending me stuff and like the more i asked the better they got <laughs> all the really good stuff <laughs> that was fun that, that it definitely kept us occupied um <laughs> while while waiting for whatever is going to happen so um we're obviously still quarantined so um <laughs> so it was definitely good. You never know. Maybe we'll have another video. Who knows? It's not like there was anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which was each of your like favorite activities to film for the video? Uh, for me, it was anything with my dog. I just love yeah. my dog. He's in there a bunch. So that's really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for me personally, you know, this quarantine has kind of uh, had like a rebirth with certain things, one of which has been riding my bicycle. Mm -hmm. So um, I was, uh, I'm, you know, I'm quarantined with my, my parents. My sister lives here and uh, my sister and I have been riding bikes a lot. So getting to, do, I've been like doing that a lot as, you know, the, war the weather's getting warmer and stuff up here um, in Jersey. Like, uh, doing that's been really cool. So I made sure to capture that uh, for the video because it's been one of my favorite parts of this quarantine for sure is just to do that. And because I haven't done it in forever. So mm -hmm. um, doing stuff like that again, you know, how, like everyone's doing like puzzles now and stuff like that. This has been like my puzzle thing is like riding bikes. It's been super cool. Like, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. I love it. It's been just been forever. So it's been really cool. So that's, it. that's mine for the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think mine would be, uh, the, the scene where I'm playing Connect Four with my dog. Um, I love that. Which, which, which was a struggle to get her up there and to sit and <laughs> not try to jump down for those uh, five seconds. But yeah, we got through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I should say playing drums with my daughter, um, which was fun in that, but we do that all the time. The best part was being able to put on a mullet wig for me. I don't have that hair. was the best part. <laughs> yeah, so whenever I can put on a wig, that's pretty much seals the deal. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in that video juxtaposed with kind of like the subject matter is just perfect because, you know, it, it allows some kind of like looseness and silliness considering you're kind of talking about somebody who's just like talking shit and being negative and all this stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of cool how you were able to kind of like put those two together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love seeing all like the light and airy visuals with like the message like that. And uh, it's just awesome. Like to your point, I, uh, I think it's so super cool, super fun. I think it's awesome. I love it. A lot of fun to make too. The vision from, from, from like the, the crew is awesome. So super fun. I love that. Um, so I just rattled off two of my favorite songs off the EP, but I'm wondering what's each of your favorite songs. Uh, I think for me, it's, I was asleep before. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know, but I, I kind of just like jump back and forth every time I listen through it, but that's always the one that like, I don't know, it just grabs me like right from the get go. So for, that's my answer. I love it. 
Yeah, I think I, I think I agree. That's probably my favorite too. It's um, especially being the opening track. It's such like a punch in the face. <laughs> it's so fast and so quick. Um, catchy chorus. Uh, yeah, that one, that one really grabs your attention. That's probably, yeah, I would say that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. What's yours, Sean? <laughs> uh what is my I, I think I really like I really like karma. Um I, yeah. I liked I like how it's different from, yeah. from everything else a little bit on there. I also really like when we recorded it how how many ideas Joe came from from a lead guitarist perspective. He just had a ton of ideas, which was basically hit every single pedal that was on my board all together <laughs> at once. Um so we got a lot of he got a lot of different like kind of crazy sounds, which I never probably would have ever done. Um so it was pretty cool. Um, so every time I listen to it, I kind of think back of how we're recording it and how far it's come from the first demo. Um, so that one kind of has a special place for me. Yeah, I, uh, it's so it's such a tough call. Um, I love uh, Asleep because it's quick, punchy, all that. Um, I love Karma because, to Sean's point too, I think his guitar is really screaming on that song, especially with like the intro, which just like really punches you in the face also. And it's like we did like we sliced that song up so many freaking times and worked it and worked it and worked it. And finally, when we got to record it and then it kind of changed a little bit in the studio with, with Joe and everything, it was just super awesome to see that thing come to life. And, you know, like hearing it on the monitors in the studio, it was just like, whoa, it was awesome. Um, oh, I don't know. It's got to be karma. It's that one. It has to be. I remember <laughs> hearing it for the first time. It was just like, wow, it was so awesome. Um, and every time I am able to like blast it and like headphones in my car, it's still like, yeah, you know. Um, I love to hear that. So one of the things that you all keep mentioning is being able to record with Joe Reinhardt, which is amazing, by the way. Um, what was it about that experience that made it so special for you? Because I mean, you keep bringing him up, which means it was clearly a great time. <laughs> Sean, why don't you you have more of a Sure. I mean, Kate, so I'm, I'm a big, I mean, I think we're all kind of big hop along fans. So, um, Same. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're fantastic. So, um, we, uh, Kate and I were going to a show, going to a hop along show at the wonder bar in Asbury park, um, for, before our second EP. And we're like, Hey, this guy records and he has his own studio. Let's email him. So I just emailed him literally that day and he got back to us. He's like, Hey, just meet me at the show and we'll talk. And we're like, okay and so that's kind of how it started and wow. he was touring and we were ready to record so the second ep didn't really work out unfortunately but we were able to do the last two with him which was pretty cool um and i think he just has a, a great vibe he's just very down to earth very calm uh approachable has great ideas um gets good sounds and you know it's a good time so you know what what and we love Philly, so you know that's another thing. So being able to go to Philly to record has been was been pretty cool too. So it's just another added bonus. Yeah, that's I think, really nice. I think uh, also too, he's just like he has a yeah, he has a really great way about him of like cracking the whip, but just but delivering the message in like a really grounded way. And um, I think once when you're with him, he truly wants you to produce the best product that you can. Um, and uh, the energy and his his spot was just awesome and just created like a really warm vibe to kind of to hang and create. And it was really special. It was really cool. I love to hear that. Um, knowing that it was that special of an experience for all of you, I'm kind of curious, maybe what's, what's something that you feel like you got out of recording stay awake personally? I 
personally, I think because we did our 30P with Joe and I feel like that was a real learning experience to the points that Sean made before. He pointed out stuff, you know, like having the bass drum and the actual bass line up in certain parts, stuff that just we hadn't thought about as much. Um, and so I feel like this fourth one, it's almost like we were extra ready. Like we knew how he liked to work. We experienced all that. And I feel like we went in there and I even think in some ways we kind of surprised him a little bit where he was like, oh, that sounds really cool. That sounds really great. And I was kind of like, well, we learned it from you last time. You know what I mean? Be <laughs> <laughs> In there with that same positive energy, almost to say like, you know, look at how much we improved. What if we try something like this and get his feedback on that? So I think for me, I was, it's almost like an accomplishment to go back and be like, we're better now. Like we did, we did even more, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we ended up having some time actually at the end of the recording, unlike yeah, last yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of pressed for time at the last one, but uh, but no, I think because we were prepared a little bit more this time, knowing how Joe works and knowing the kind of style that he has, um, yeah, I think that made this time around a little easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... For sure. Constructive criticism from him last time around. We took it to heart, brought our, tried to bring as much of our A game as possible this time around. And I think Kate kind of nailed it. It felt like an accomplishment when we were done. It was like, yeah, like it was awesome. It was, uh, it felt really good, but we liked the product that he produced. So we wanted to work with him in the style that he liked to work at to, to get that kind of sound, you know? So um, hopefully people dig it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I felt I, I can tell you I dig it for sure. It's, cool. it's it's a really awesome UP. And knowing that it's reaching people's ears very soon, um, what's something maybe you want your listeners to get out of Stay Awake? Hmm. I from a from like a lyrical standpoint, um, I always try to I always write about very specific things to me, but I try to write about them in like a general enough way where anyone can be like, oh yeah, I feel that. Or this makes me think of this thing that happened. So for me, it's just, if they could connect with one of the songs in a personal way, it's like a win for me. So I'm just hoping of the variety there, someone's able to be like, oh, this one, yeah, this one. That, that would make me feel good. Yeah, and I think each song has a very specific kind of feel to it, a specific uh, unique subject matter, uh, I would say none of the five songs are similar to one another. They're very, five very unique tracks. Um, yeah, I think, I think somebody, <laughs> I think anybody that's listening will find at least one or two that, um, that really speak to them. Definitely. I think you went five for five for me. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know that, 2020 is kind of 2020 is kind of just like a wash right now. But <laughs> what all do you kind of have planned for this year? What things do you kind of want to accomplish as above the moon this year? <sighs> That's a good question. Uh, what's funny is typically, you know, Sean and I are very much like type A planners. And I feel like almost every year, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, around like, January, we'll be like, okay, so this year, we're going to try to play more shows in this area. We're going to play less shows in this area. Like, we usually have some kind of game plan. Like, let's aim for this and aim for that. Um, I think now that things are different for me, I just want to keep writing. We've talked a lot about maybe writing more for, like, um, like licensing our music, more for maybe they can get used in movies or commercials or things like that. 
Um, I've been looking more into writing more commercial kind of stuff. Um, I, I like the songs that we write as a band and that's like always my first love, but I also think now that we've got this downtime, if no one's really playing out, you know, obviously we'll keep working on those songs, but I don't think it could hurt either to try and explore some different areas and see where our talents could be used, maybe reach a wider audience that way. That would be cool. I love that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I've started to hear from more and more bands, especially about the licensing and stuff, being able to get their music featured in projects. This one artist I talked to like uh, a couple of months ago, he had music that ended up in like a little indie movie and stuff. So it's kind of yeah. neat to like awesome. have those kind of opportunities, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be great. That would be huge. That's That's me personally. I don't know about you guys if you have other goals. Maybe we should talk about this. We should talk about our goals, guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great time to do that. <laughs> no, I, th I think Kate hit it hit it on the head. I think that's one thing that we've always talked about. Um, the funny thing is, you know, we have a list. We have like a Google Doc where we say, we look at, you know, what do we want to do this year? And I looked at it at the end of last year and we actually did almost everything that we wanted to do. We want to play less shows, but better quality shows. We want to be more selective. We want to record. Um, you know, a lot of those things happened, so which was cool. So now to set the bar a little higher, we want to get the music out there a little bit more. So that's been what we've been trying to do. Um, I think, you know, just keep writing. I mean, Kate, Kate has a great voice and a great, you know, craft. So whenever she's, whenever I see that that song come through my inbox, I'm like listening to it immediately. So um, it's always exciting to hear what she's doing. But I think what's a little bit different since we're all separate. Um, we all kind of have our own recording setups here and there. So we've been sending songs back and forth. Um, and so we're kind of working on one right now. Uh, and, and we're going to try and try and do things that way for just at least to get demos and get ideas going. So I, I think just seeing how far that goes. And then if we play shows later this year, that'd be awesome. If we don't, we don't, but, um, I think the next goal is really just getting in the same room again together. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, for, uh, for me personally, I, I, I agree with the, with, with, with Kate and Sean, um, you know, have, having more people be able to hear our music would be amazing. Um, and just, we're, we're just trying to figure this thing out on the fly, like everyone else and trying to figure out ways we can create, especially as like a drummer without real drums in my house, how we can mm -hmm. actually do this and still be able to function as a band. And, um, so we're trying to figure that out right now, but we're, we're making progress, but it's certainly a challenge. But ideally, if uh, if 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 you know, we're able to 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 play out again later later in the year or something like that. I mean, it'd be amazing. Um, like we said, like you know, we had we had some really great stuff lined up. So if that could if we can make that happen sooner rather than later in 2020, I mean, obviously we want everything to get back to normal as soon as possible. But um, that'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, I'm kind of curious. How are, how are you all kind of like staying connected? And you mentioned before that like you do sometimes like email sharing like bits of rips or like ideas and stuff, but how, how are you all staying connect, kind of connected? Um, well, we, we, I mean, on a personal level, we text a lot. We've got a band text chain. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sure. we're always kind of, um, sharing new, new music with each other, music that we've created, but also like, Hey, I heard this band, check this out. Um, different articles and stuff like that. Uh, Sean and I have really been working on the idea of, you know, with all of our individual recording platforms, like, you know, he and I both have the same program. Chris doesn't have the same program. So it's like, how can we import his into mine? And then I record, then I send it to you. So it's a lot of, I mean, I feel like I'm in touch with them almost every day at this point, which in a weird way might be more than we were, we were when we were practicing <laughs> once a week. Oh, 
yeah i know it's yeah. true yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though honestly and i'll probably keep y'all creative and productive for sure for yeah. sure yeah yeah um yeah i think that's true actually i think we're, we're actually in contact more now than we were when we were actually getting together like more on a, on a regular basis which is kind of funny so so anything you'll be trying to keep that momentum after 100 <laughs> percent. yeah, 100%. yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. Funny. Mm-hmm. um so i always like to kind of wrap up the end of the show with a quick little game um, where each of you can give your own answer to this question, but if you could play a show with any three bands, artists, musicians, they could be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would it be? Who's going first? Oh boy. We li- we listen. We knew, we knew this question was coming. We no, came we <laughs> 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 Glad you did your homework. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, all right. I'll go first. I know. Okay. Right. Right, um, okay. So, the three, and I, it wouldn't be in this order, um, but I love Katie Tunstall. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar, Scottish singer-songwriter. I love her. I've seen her a bunch. She's just super inventive in her sets, and I feel like she's the type of artist where if we opened for her, she would, like, come out and play one of our songs with us. She's, like, that kind of person. Nice. So definitely her. Um, the Beths, who I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean and I are actually supposed to go see them. We were supposed to see them uh, in April, and hopefully in September we'll see what happens. But uh, love them. I feel like we fit really well with them. Definitely. um, My favorite band is Bayside. Um, They're a little bit heavier, a little bit harder. We actually tried. They had a contest going on the last time they played for bands to open. (laughs) And we we tried, but we didn't win. Mm -hmm. But I would love to uh, play a show with them. I would love that. I love your lineup. (laughs) A little bit different. They're all a little bit different, but that would be mine, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who's going next? Go for it, Johnny. All right. So um, my first band I'm going to say is actually one that I heard on your podcast. I think it was 2019. Uh, it was a girl, Harmony Woods. Yes. Um, super awesome. Um, uh, I heard her interview, you know, with you and everything like that. And I thought, uh, especially if we had to play a show with someone, I thought her vibe, voice, everything, it lines up so well with uh, with Kate, actually. I thought that, like, they would compliment like the, I could just see it like on the same bill it'd be awesome mm-hmm. um I think we I think we could vibe well especially from like a musical standpoint um I also said the cranberries too just because everyone always is like oh you sound like the cranberries you sound like the cranberries so I feel like <laughs> we, we should play a show with the cranberries um uh no doubt um and then uh the other band I would love to play a show with just because I love these guys and um, I've seen them a bunch of times and I love the energy is a uh, teenage bottle rocket. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with them. Like just yeah. like total like punk through and through, you know, just nonstop. Every song is just like hitting. Uh, I just love those guys. <laughs> Every time I see them, it's just a total blast. Um, so those three for sure would be super cool and it would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one too, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think for me, uh, I would definitely steal one of Kate's answers with Bayside. Uh, been fans of them for so long. Uh, they'd be awesome to play with. Uh, another band I'd love to play with is, and I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but uh, a band out of Scranton called um, The Menzingers. They're really, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they're re- I figured as much. But yeah, they're a really <laughs> awesome band. Great energy, yeah. great catchy um, songs. Uh, Really nice dudes too. Um, I've seen them play at Crossroads a couple times. Nice. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then 
for my third, I'm between a couple, but I think uh, just for them being like musical idols of mine, maybe the Foo Fighters mm. would be uh, a really fun one for me. Uh, yeah, Foo Fighters. Yeah, I love yeah. your lineup. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Dave Roll Calls, we're there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it would be one would be the Pixies. I've probably listened to them probably like the longest. And I saw them a couple times last year and they're, they just put on a show. They don't talk between anything. They just kill it and play like 40 songs a night. Um, so that, that would be fun to watch them every night. Um, the other would be hop along just because we've got to hang out with Joe. I feel like that would be pretty awesome to be on tour with him. Cause he's kind of crazy and in yeah. all in a good way. Um, <laughs> so I think that would be a lot of fun. And then, um, the third one would probably be same as Kate. I was thinking the Beths. They just seem like an awesome band. So um, that'd be a lot of fun too. Wow. I love everybody's fix. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, which ones have I seen? I've seen a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to see shred with above the moon? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's so, it's so cool. And I love just the variety of picks that you all have. Cause like, you know, I could easily see y'all playing a show with like Bayside or the Menzingers or like, you know, the bets. Absolutely. Um, so this is always my vibe out into the universe that you get to play some of these shows. Hey, maybe Bayside will pick you next time for sure. <laughs> Oh, I hope so. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always like stoked whenever I end up seeing bands that I've talked to on this podcast end up landing the shows they've always wanted to play and stuff. So I've got everything that whenever music is back to being live, y'all get those awesome opportunities. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Dave Grohl, if you're listening. (laughs) I don't know how I'd react if I found out Dave Grohl was listening. I'd be like, this is sick and wow, you're even cooler than I thought you were. (laughs) Dave Grohl is a feminist and everything. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's been such a blast chatting with all of you. Uh, Where can everybody keep up with Above the Moon on the internet? Go ahead, Sean. Plug all the stuff. (laughs) Look all the stuff. So, um, above the moon music dot com is our main home base. Um, we're on Instagram, uh, above the moon music as well, and then on Facebook as well. So, just search above the moon and you'll find us. So, yep. and then Spotify, awesome. iTunes, all that good stuff. Yeah, all that yep. good stuff. Too. Oh yeah. All right, everybody's gonna have to make sure they stay tuned for Stay Awake coming out. It's an awesome, awesome EP. Y'all are fantastic. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Uh, Thanks thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you.
heard Above the Moon. Thank you so much to everyone in this really awesome band for hanging out with me and making this strange time for just a moment feel a little fun. Please be sure to check out Stay Awake, which is now available on all of your favorite streaming apps. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamilla, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, and Sam Zarwitz. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay angry and stay connected. Bye for now.